The unsinkable Molly Brown, it says in the, uh, in the uh, press release that this is your final musical tour. Is this the last time you're going to do this? Well, I haven't ever done Molly Brown the play. I did Molly Brown the, the movie. I know. And that was 25 years ago, and I was too busy after that making more movies, more movies, more babies, living my life as a mother and an actress, you know. And about eight years ago, I wanted to do it, but I didn't have time. And this, two years ago, I said, I'm just going to block all my other work. I'm not going to do nightclubs. I'm not going to tour. I won't go to Atlantic City. I, I'll just stop and get into shape because it took three months to, I had to lose like eight pounds, ten pounds to be, and you, this is like a marathon. This Molly Brown is a very tough role and the dancing is extraordinarily difficult. You know, we do flips in the air and flips off the bar right. and I mean, you know, all the kids are 21 and here I am and I have to keep up with them and in fact surpass them even so that they don't slough off. So it took me time from have two years to devote to the play because we've been doing it since last April and I'll do it till 1990, August. Ah. Where do you get all this energy, Debbie? I mean, uh, you've got a book out, which is an opportunity right now. A book out? (laughs) I just happened to bring a copy. (laughs) How about that? It's in paperback now. And I wrote it myself, not my children. So, of course, it's very complimentary. You had a funny <laughs> <laughs> You had a very funny line that your daughter said it should be called a different title. What, what? Well, it's called Debbie, My Life. Right. So my daughter said I should name it Money Dearest instead of Debbie Dearest, Mommy Dearest, or Singing in the Pain. Singing in the Pain. Yes, that's what my daughter thought. Because Carrie, who is Princess Leia from Star of course. Wars... I don't mention her last name no. because it's not my favorite thing. But anyway, uh, <laughs> Carrie is uh, a wonderful writer, you know, and she wrote a book uh, called Postcards from the Edge, which is really, the younger people loved it. It won the Penn Award. They're doing a film of it now with Meryl Streep and Shirley MacLaine. Oh. And Carrie wrote the screenplay. Isn't that nice? Uh, you must be proud, though, of your uh, youngsters, are you not? Well, Todd is wonderful. My son is special. Very religious boy. He's like what they call a lay preacher, and he's an electrician. That's how he makes his living. And he's writing a new script that he wants to make as a film someday. You know, he's just starting. Uh, It takes a long time to be a success at anything. But he's very talented, too. Can I ask you something, Debbie, about the, uh, what I call a magical age, but maybe that's from an outside perspective as those uh, magical musical days at MGM and uh, Warner Brothers for you, too, at one point. Am I right? Yeah. Were they well, good? Uh, see, I was in the 50s. I came in the movies in 1948. I was 16. And they were the greatest of times. They were great during the 40s and the 50s. And then it sort of, you know, got a little less wonderful because what happened is television came in in 1948 and 49 and 50. And so also the money started drying up for big musicals. So the last musicals that were made were made in the 50s. And it's a shame because Singing in the Rain was made in 51. Right. Now, after that, you did have some good, you know, American in Paris was a great, Gigi was great. Gigi, yeah. And Lily was wonderful and sweet. And so there were some, but in the 60s, there, were, there weren't any. No, it faded out. But was well, it a magical time? you had the time? sound of music. Yeah. That was grand. But for you and, and that cast of people under the studio contracts, I hear good and bad. But as, from your perspective, was it a good it was time? was good. See, but uh, I was very lucky I didn't have producers running around the desk after me. I wasn't a sex symbol. I was a young girl. 
I was treated well and with respect. I, I never had those problems. And I never minded. I loved being under contract. They paid you every week. You studied. They paid your lessons. They put you into movies. Now, it's true that they loaned you out, like for Susan Slept Here and for Tammy. Tammy and the Bachelor. Um, yes. They loaned me to another studio. And so they, were, they got 175000 and they paid me 500 a week. But where would I have ever come from? Who, who put me through college? I, I feel that they, they gave me my education. MGM to me was like a university, and they paid my way through developing my talents of singing and dancing, and I think that's why I'm good. I had all those great teachers, and imagine being subsidized. So I never got mad about that. Now, uh, Elizabeth Taylor did, and uh, I hear Catherine Grace, and she says she resented that because they overdid it, I think, with Judy Garland and Elizabeth, because they were such big, big stars yeah. that they loaned them out too much and overworked them and didn't give them any extra bonuses and things, and I think they should have. You hosted uh, sections of That's Entertainment Part 1 and 2, and uh, when I look at that, that's preserved forever, some of the magical moments of you dancing yeah. and singing. Would you consider yourself to be a comedic variety musical person more than an, an actress, per se? I consider myself an actress now because yes. I studied very hard. First I was a dancer and a young cute girl. Then I realized I had to know how to act besides being young and cute. Right. Because young passes and cute becomes obnoxious. <laughs> so then you have to learn how to be really good. That means you have to start studying acting. So I started studying acting. I was always funny. I, you have to be born funny. You can't learn to be funny. No. And I've had some great teachers, Buster Keaton, one of them. I had great teachers. Um, I am a comedian actress. I want to be, I don't want to be a dramatic actress, but I studied drama because I love Katherine Hepburn and I wanted to be able to make people laugh and then cry and then laugh or cry and then laugh. And in order to do that, you have to study the technique of crying. You have to know how to control the muscles in your throat. It's a whole technique to it. And I studied that and I learned that and now today I'm really happy. I can do anything I want to do acting-wise, but I do it all for my comedy. I've got an idea here to close this out. And by the way, I want to thank you, Debbie, for this time. Thank you. In one of your famous impersonations, you pick the character. Invite everybody right there on that camera to come and see the unsinkable Molly Brown. Oh, anyway, if you don't want to come, I smack you right in the face. Pull, pull, pull. God, that's it. It's a wrap. <laughs> thank you, Debbie.